The Sacramento Kings are two-time NBA Summer League champions. Davion Mitchell gives Peyton Pritchard the biggest off night of his basketball life. And who should get the backup center minutes for the Sacramento Kings this season? It's all on the Locked on Kings podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Kings podcast, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the 2021 NBA Summer League champion Sacramento Kings, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Kings media member for the last seven years. This will be season number eight for me covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And YouTube viewers, it's clear for you to see, but audio listeners, just so you know, I'm donning my purple robe right now, feeling kingly tonight here in Sacramento, as it's not too often that the Sacramento Kings win big games. It's certainly not too often that the Sacramento Kings win a championship, but for the second time in the last 10 years, less than 10 years, actually, the Kings have won the Summer League. Last time was 2014, and they did it again here, this in our year 2021, and they did it on the backs of defense, defeating the Boston Celtics 100 to 67. This is a 40-minute summer league game. 100 to 67. The final score kind of tells the story of this game, but what it doesn't tell is how this game got started. Sacramento was obliterated in the first couple of minutes of this game. The Boston Celtics came out of the gate hot, especially Neesmith uh, shooting from three-point range. They were down 12 to two after the first couple of minutes, and I made a joke on Twitter. You know, the Bobby Jackson and the Sacramento Kings are are putting the Celtics right where they want them, lulling them into a false sense of security only to uh, jump on them. And that's exactly what the Sacramento Kings ended up doing. They took a timeout, came out of that timeout. The defensive intensity ratcheted up and the entire game from that point on was all Sacramento Kings. There is nothing, nothing that the Boston Celtics could do to handle Sacramento's defense, especially Peyton Pritchard. He couldn't do a thing with Davion Mitchell on him. And truthfully, Davion Mitchell is going to give Peyton Pritchard nightmares or probably gave Peyton Pritchard nightmares that are going to be tough for him to get over uh, for the next couple of weeks or the next few games at the very least. I have to imagine that anytime Peyton Pritchard touches a basketball and looks up, he might see a flash of Davion Mitchell and instantly start to sweat. And I guarantee you when the Kings and the Boston Celtics play each other this season, Peyton Pritchard might not uh, want the smoke when it comes to having to guard Davion Mitchell. There's a reason why Davion is called off night. It's a nickname that is more than appropriate because he gives guys who are expected strong players, strong contributors, 
off nights. Six points. Six points for Peyton Pritchard. Six points after Pritchard scored 92 points in a Pro-Am game not too long ago. Now, of course, Pro-Am competition versus NBA-level competition, very, very different. But to put that into perspective also, Pritchard coming into this Summer League Championship game was averaging 20 points per game, was shooting 51% from the field, 55% from three-point range, and averaging just 1.3 turnovers a game. In the championship game, the biggest game of Summer League, six points, and more importantly, six turnovers. The Kings as a whole forced 25 turnovers in this game, scoring 36 points off of those 25 turnovers and had 14 steals. They won this game with their defense. They've won every single game in this Las Vegas Summer League. Remember, they lost both the California Classic games, but they went perfect in Las Vegas because of their defense. And they were losing or missing a, a large offensive contributor in Chemezi Metu, who did not play because of suspension for throwing the punch in the Dallas Mavericks game on Sunday. They were lacking his scoring, and they needed to make up for it with their defense. And this is the, you know, the classic cliche of defense wins championships. Of course, that came true tonight, but also the classic cliche of defense leads to offense, right? We saw it firsthand. The Kings getting steals, getting out in transition, getting easy buckets, putting the Celtics on the back foot the entire night, and Boston couldn't do anything about it. Davion Mitchell is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. And I, I retweeted, and you can check them out on my Twitter, at Matt George Sack, S-A-C. You can see a couple of videos that I retweeted or, or posted of, of Davion Mitchell's on-ball defense. And there's one in particular where he's fighting through a screen, staying in front of, front of Peyton Pritchard. And you can see the entire Kings bench stand up and start to cheer him on. You don't usually see that. Like, that's the kind of th thing you see when a guy hits a nasty step back three off of a crossover, breaking someone's ankles, or, or has a, a dunk, right? You see that kind of bench reaction and bench celebration, typically for an offensive play. This Kings bench was celebrating Davion Mitchell fighting through screens and absolutely locking up Peyton Pritchard. And this was in like the first or second quarter. Davion Mitchell's defensive intensity, his on-ball defense, the effort that he gives inspires everybody around him. And this entire Kings roster, I'm not going to say they were as good as they were defensively this summer league just because of Davion Mitchell. Because that entire team bought in to playing hard defensively and that's what got them this summer league title. But Davion, the way he plays is contagious. You want to match it. You want to top it, even if you can't. But you certainly don't want to look like the guy who's playing next to Davion who's giving half-ass effort because when Davion's giving his full effort that he's known for beside you, it's going to expose you pretty quickly. That's something I expect to affect De'Aaron Fox, affect Tyrese Halliburton, affect Buddy Heald, affect a lot of players on the main roster. I cannot wait to see Davion Mitchell with this main roster. Absolutely cannot wait for it because he's going to be so good. He's going to be oh so good. And the Kings just need to flat out find a way to play him. They need to find a way to play him. And I'm trying really not to overreact too much to Davion Mitchell being the best player on a summer league team, even though he didn't win the summer league MVP. That went to Lewis King, who we'll talk about here in a second. But the way Davion plays and what he showed is that the hype around him defensively coming out of college and into the NBA is real. And he's able to lock up the best players on opposing teams. Now that was at the summer league level, but I expect him to be able to, if nothing else, bother and harass 
some of the best guards in the league at the NBA level. I can't wait to see what he does against Steph Curry. I can't wait to see what he does against Jamal Murray, what he does against Damian Lillard, what he does against Chris Paul, Devin Booker. I cannot wait to see what he does against De'Aaron Fox, how he makes Fox better, how Fox makes him better. Because you best believe Davion Mitchell has played some very, very talented players in his time. He's played against Tyrese Halliburton. They played against each other in college. But I don't know if Davion Mitchell has ever played against or tried to guard someone to the caliber of De'Aaron Fox in terms of just speed and raw athletic ability. That's going to make Davion better. And Davion's mentality is going to make the rest of this roster better. I'm not going to go as far as to say that with Davion Mitchell on this team, that the Kings will be in the top half, not the bottom half, the top half of the league defensively. But I think they're in their best position just with Davion alone to get there. Plus the additions they made, bringing back Mo Harkless, the addition of Alex Len, maybe even Tristan Thompson to some capacity. I think this Kings team can finally lean on a defensive identity because they seem to have the personnel to be able to do it. And I also made the joke that maybe the Kings drafted Davion Mitchell just because they didn't want De'Aaron Fox to have to go against him. And honestly, if, if that were the case, if it came out that, no, Monty McNair drafted Davion Mitchell just because he didn't want Team A or Team B to draft Davion and the Kings to have to play him, I, I mean, I, I might understand that completely, to be honest with you, <laughs> based off of how Davion's play. Lewis King. Well-deserved MVP of the Summer League. He had a phenomenal game in this one. Really picked up that scoring load for Sacramento. Finished with 21 points, but also five steals. Like, everybody's going to look at the offensive numbers, which were oh so important for Louis, or Lewis King. And, and he played very well offensively for the entire Summer League, or for the majority of the Summer League. But the five steals, to me, are what really jump off the page in this game. Doing it on both ends of the floor. But the question is, will Lewis King get any main roster opportunities? He's one of the two two-way contracts that the Kings have. So he will be spending a lot of time practicing and, and playing with the main roster. But will he get minutes? Right now, even with how well he's played in Summer League, my gut feeling is no, not really. Maybe he'll get tiny opportunities here or there at the end of blowouts and things like that. But there are just so many players ahead of him. Like Jemias Ramsey, for example, who also had an excellent Vegas summer league. He had 16 points in this game. Does Jemias Ramsey play over Terrence Davis? A month ago, that would have seemed like an absurd question to ask. But with how well Jemias Ramsey has played, does he play over Terrence Davis? Is Terrence Davis even in the consistent rotation? Like, I expect the Kings to have a nine-man rotation. And assuming the roster stays the same as it is right now, and let's assume that Buddy Heald is coming off the bench, Marvin Bagley is a part of the starting lineup, that's Buddy and Mitchell coming off the bench. One of Alex Len and Tristan Thompson, which we'll talk about coming off the bench, and Mo Harkless coming off the bench. There's your nine right there. So where does Terrence Davis fit in? And if there is a spot for Terrence Davis, does Jemias Ramsey potentially get that look over Davis? I think he's earned a shot, and maybe that'll be decided with training camp. And speaking of training camp, I really hope Emmanuel Terry gets a training camp invite. He has been so good and so energetic and fun and consistent during this summer league period. But here's the here's the weird thing. I hope that Emmanuel Terry doesn't get an invite to Sacramento's training camp. Or if he does, he turns it down to go to another training camp. Because I think Emmanuel Terry deserves a legitimate shot to make a roster. 
and with how loaded this Kings front court is right now, he has no chance to make this roster. With as good as he is, he has no chance. Now, I would love to see him on the Stockton Kings doing great things for head coach Bobby Jackson, which, by the way, congratulations to Bobby Jackson, his first ever head coaching gig, and he wins the whole damn thing. Good on you, Bobby. But Emmanuel Terry, I think, deserves a shot to actually make an NBA roster, or if nothing else, be a two-way player. So I hope other teams are paying attention and give him the training camp invite that he deserves. A little bit later, towards the end of the podcast, we'll look at which players deserve training camp invites in general on this summer league roster. But coming up next, we have to look at the backup center, really backup big man minutes. Tristan Thompson versus Alex Len versus Namias Kita. Who deserves those backup minutes on the main roster as part of the Kings' consistent rotation? We'll talk about that in just a second. Before that, though, I want to let you know that today's episode of the Lockdown Kings podcast is brought to you by Sweat Block. And look, this robe that I'm wearing, it's toasty. And it's a warm summer night here in Sacramento. Thankfully, though, I'm wearing Sweat Block. These antiperspirant wipes that get rid of my sweating. They're doctor-created, doctor-recommended. They work for up to seven days per use. The last time I used one was four days ago. You still have the results. You can see on YouTube. No stains, nothing. I'm nice and dry. Bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. You can check out oh, there are over 13,000 reviews right now. And on top of that, we have a great deal for you to give these things a try. They're very easy to get. Like I said, you can get them on Amazon. You can get them at your local CVS pharmacy, or you can get them on sweatblock.com. But when you use promo code locked on on sweatblock.com, you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try. Get, wit, uh, get rid of those sweat stains and those embarrassing uh, sweat marks or just the uncomfortable feeling of being sweaty with sweat block today. Locked on Kings is also brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who's just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Look, I spend way too much time at a desk. And anyone who works at a desk for a long time with their uh, hands and elbows and shoulders in the uh, the typing position you know that that can uh, that can take a toll on your muscles, especially your shoulder muscles. I use my Theragun to relieve that tension every single night. Plus, I have an eight-month pregnant wife at home, and Theragun has worked wonders on her feet and legs and her lower back with all the extra weight that she is carrying right now and all the stress that is on her body. Theragun is hand, uh, it's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. It's as quiet as an electric toothbrush, but it's heavy duty. It gets the job done. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Maria Shapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and of course, me. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Again, that's theragun.com slash locked on. Right now, you can get your Gen 4 Theragun today. Theragun.com slash locked on. I'm sorry, I was saying Theragun. It's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on to get yours today. We know the Sacramento Kings have a ton of guards. But as it stands right now, we have a pretty good idea of who's going to play and who's not. If things stay the same, the four main guards that are going to be playing for the Kings, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, of course, Davion Mitchell and Buddy Heald. Those are the four main guards that are going to be playing for your Sacramento Kings. The Kings could use more wing depth, but as of right now, we know that Mo Harkless and Harrison Barnes are going to be playing. But when it comes to the big man position, we know 
or at least we assume Rashawn Holmes is going to remain the starting center. They're paying him like a starting center, so it would make sense that he stays there. Marvin Bagley is still on this roster, and I think they look at him as potentially their starting four as of right now, unless they want to go small and try a three-guard lineup. Who knows what they're going to do? But when it comes to backup center minutes, the Kings acquired Tristan Thompson in the DeLon Wright trade. The Kings signed Alex Len. They drafted Nemias Keita, who's on a two-way contract, with their uh, second-round pick this year. Kings have a lot of options at that big man spot. Really, it's Alex Len, Tristan Thompson, and Amias Keita that we're trying to figure out, or Keita, rather. We're trying to figure out which of those three should be the most consistent backup center. Now, things are going to change with certain matchups, right? If the Kings are playing a team like the Memphis Grizzlies, who now have Steven Adams. Maybe Alex Len makes a little more sense to be able to handle the physicality of Steven Adams. Or there might be more uh, a need for rebounding. That's where you'd go the Tristan Thompson route. But overall, for the Kings' consistent rotations, for the most part, which of those three should get the majority of those rotational minutes? And I want to hear your thoughts on this. At Matt George, Sack on Twitter. You can email me, mattgeorgesports at gmail.com. Let me know who you, if you were Luke Walton, would give these backup minutes to. Because I can make a case for all three, although my pick personally is Alex Len. A lot of it had to do with how well he played with this Kings roster that looked different, sure, but the core, for the most part, was still here when he was here a couple seasons ago. We know that Alex Len can play alongside De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heal. And I have no doubt that he can play alongside Tyrese Halliburton because Tyrese can play with everybody, with just his high basketball IQ and how he plays. Plus, we've seen Alex Len successful with uh, Harrison Barnes as well. So I know how Alex Len works with this roster. I've seen it before. I like Len's physicality. I like his presence in the paint. Maybe he's not known as an elite rim protector, but he's physical. He changes shots. And he sets damn good screens. Good hard screens that create separation for ball handlers. And he creates great separation for shooters and off-ball screens. Go back and watch some highlights or watch some games of when Alex Len was playing here in Sacramento and just look at how much space is created for De'Aaron Fox. Combination of Fox's quickness with the big body of Alex Len that's really tough to go over the top of or get around. It's a recipe for success for Sacramento. So I personally would pick Alex Len to get those minutes and to get that opportunity most consistently. Plus, I like his toughness that he brings. That mentality, that take-no-garbage attitude, that dog mentality that Alex Len has. But I also understand why Tristan Thompson could be an option. Tristan, a little thinner, but has experience with big minutes as a starting caliber big man on championship teams. We know how important he was to the LeBron James-led Cleveland Cavalier teams. And Tristan Thompson absolutely gobbles everything on the glass. He's a great rebounder, has a great knack for rebounding, and we know rebounding has been a weakness of the Sacramento Kings team, particularly giving up too many offensive rebounds. Tristan Thompson would help with that. I'm still personally picking Alex Len over Tristan Thompson in this scenario for the most part, but I understand the appeal of Tristan Thompson. I also don't believe that Tristan Thompson is going to be a king for that long. I think the Kings will trade him before the trade deadline this year. I believe that. That's just my personal opinion. And then there is Nemias Keita. Keita. I always want to say Keita. I'm sorry. Nemias Keita. He's just not ready. 
He's just not ready. He had some good moments in Summer League, but he's a two-way player. And the reality is the Kings are trying to win enough games to make the playoffs right now. And even if Keita had a very strong showing in Summer League, even if Keita was an analytical darling in college and is a natural seven-footer and does a lot of the things that the Kings need, or at least he did at the college level, he has a ways to go. And I believe Alex Leonard, Tristan Thompson, give the Kings a much better chance of making the playoffs or having enough of an effect to give the Kings a chance to win games and make the playoffs than Keita does, or than Keita does, rather, at this point in time. That's my personal opinion. I like what Keita does. I think he can develop into a very solid rotational center for the Kings. Very solid. But not right now. Maybe by the end of the season, who knows? And I think Kate is going to get more than enough opportunity to showcase what he can do with the Stockton Kings. And like I said, he's on a two-way contract, so he's going to get more than enough opportunity to also work with the main roster, which is going to be great for him. So Kata is just not there yet. But I could imagine him leapfrogging them both in a year or two, depending upon how his development goes. So my pick out of the three to get those minutes is Alex Len. What is yours? Let me know. At Matt George Sack, S-A-C, on Twitter. Email me, mattgeorgesports at gmail.com, or if you're watching on YouTube, leave in the comment section down below. Coming up next, we'll look at or talk about briefly which kings from this summer league roster deserve training camp invites. We touched on this a little briefly already. And as I prepare to do some deep dives into NBA or former Sacramento Kings playoff series, which series would you like me to focus on? Which series would you like me to talk about, go in depth about, relive with you? That's coming up next. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you see the video that came out of uh, BYU? The uh, Built Bar who sponsors BYU Athletics paying for the scholarships or paying the uh, year's tuition for all of the walk-ons on the BYU football team. It's a really awesome video. You can go and check that out. Just one of the many reasons why you love Built Bar or why I love Built Bar. But mainly the reason why I love them so much is because their products are just damn good, especially the mint brownie bar. The mint brownie bar is the best. Built Bar, it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. Their flavor profiles are, uh, it's a large variety and they're all delicious. Uh, Flavors like mint brownie, like double chocolate, like strawberry, like orange, like cookies and cream. And the best part is these bars are good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to built.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. And today's Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Hey, your Kings are summer league champions. The only thing that could have made it better is if you made money on the Kings being summer league champions. And maybe you made a lot of money on summer league. Hopefully you didn't lose a lot of money on summer league action. And if you're going to sports gamble, if you're going to play, make sure you're playing on betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action with baseball season in full swing, uh, NFL season coming up, the preseason just about to really get underway. Uh, there's no better place to track your track all your action than on BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, UFC, MMA action, golf. They have it all. Before tip-off or the next pitch, 
Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So to me, there are eight players on this Sacramento Kings Summer League roster that I feel deserve training camp invites. Now, some of them are obvious and not all of them are with the Sacramento Kings, but the obvious ones are Davion Mitchell. Duh, of course. Uh, Lewis King, who's on a two-way contract with the Kings. He's going to get a training camp invite. Same thing with Namias Keita. Jamias Ramsey, obvious. He deserves... Uh, a, a look, and he's obviously under contract for the Sacramento Kings. He'll get a training camp invite. Chemezi Metu, he'll get a training camp invite. Robert Woodard, to me, isn't a question mark, but I know it's a question mark to others because he didn't perform that well in summer league, but he is still under contract. I like Robert Woodard a lot. I still think he can be something for the Sacramento Kings. I think he'll get good opportunities to play at the G League as well this year and, and hopefully put up some good numbers and get some good reps uh, with Stockton. But Robert Woodard, in my mind, absolutely deserves an invite. Two other names, though, Matt Coleman and Emmanuel Terry. These two, I don't think should get training camp invites from the Sacramento Kings. But I think they will get training camp invites elsewhere. And in fact, they deserve, they both deserve to get training camp invites next uh, or elsewhere. And I'm not saying the Kings shouldn't give them invites because they don't deserve it. They played well enough, I think, to get invites. But like I talked about a little bit earlier, especially with Emmanuel Terry, I don't know where these guys have a chance of making this roster. Coleman and Terry are coming into Sacramento uh, training camp, looking at the roster and going, okay, we're just kind of here to impress some people, hopefully. And then we're going to the G league. We're probably going to Stockton. There's really no route for either of them. Now, usually the route for training camp invitees from summer league rosters to get actually onto a main roster. Usually it's a very, very, very steep uphill battle. But I would say for those two of them in Sacramento, there's really no chance. As good as Emmanuel Terry played, there's no chance he's beating out Kata. There's no chance he's beating out Len. There's no chance he's beating out Thompson. There's no chance he's he's beating out Rashawn Holmes, Marvin Bagley. There's not. Let's just be real. Same thing with Matt Coleman. There's so many shooting guards on this roster. He's not going to get an opportunity here. So I hope those two get training camp invites elsewhere because they were very impressive and a very important part of this 2021 Summer League champion Sacramento Kings team. We haven't seen the Kings make it to the NBA Finals and win an NBA Finals uh, at the highest level. Two Summer League Championships is great, but of course, we'd love to see the Kings get to the real thing. But back in the day, the early 2000s and the late 90s, and even before that, but especially the early 2000s and the late 90s, the Kings gave us some very, very entertaining playoff series. Now, a lot of drama, of course, the uh, the controversy of like a series in 2002 that I don't think I need to mention more than that, but there have been a lot of series that I think would be very fun to relive. So what I'm going to do is over the course of the next month or so in between this gap between summer league and the start of training camp is we're going to take some of these series from time to time. We're going to do in-depth, in-detail looks at these series, look at numbers, look at highlights, look at um, storylines and just kind of relive these series together. Because as we know, it's been a very long time since the Kings have played in a playoff series. So if there is a series in particular that you remember, have fond memories of, or maybe you're just curious about, want to hear more about, 
let me know at Matt George Sack on Twitter, Matt George Sports at gmail.com, or leave it down in the comment section below on YouTube. Let me know which series you want me to go in depth on. And yes, I will go in depth on the 2002 series if you want. Although, if that's what you're looking for, I did a three part audio documentary last summer during the uh, during the pause of the NBA season. You can go and check that out. Listen to that again, a three-part audio documentary that I did on the entire 2001-2002 series and the controversy of the 2002 playoffs that featured voices and names like Bobby Jackson, uh, Doug Christie, Jerry Reynolds, uh, Gary Gerald. I had a lot of just incredibly talented and wonderful people as a part of that audio documentary that I did. So if you're really interested in 2002, go and check that out. But if you want to hear more, of course, we can go into detail on that uh, over the course of the next month if you really want to. But there are other great series other than that to focus on, including that very year, like that series that the Kings had to get to the Western Conference Finals, defeating uh, the Dallas Mavericks, or even before that, their opening round against the Utah Jazz, two very interesting, very fascinating series that I'd love to go into more detail on. So if you're interested in that, let me know. I would love to do that. I'm hoping to have Sean Cunningham from ABC 10, my friend and colleague, uh, back here on the Locked on Kings podcast on tomorrow's episode because Sean was in Vegas for the majority of Summer League, including the championship. And he got the most access of anybody in Summer League when it comes to Sacramento Kings coverage, talking to uh, Bobby Jackson, uh, talking to Davion Mitchell a number of times, talking to Lewis King. So he's going to give us some insight on what it was like to be there in Vegas for the Kings winning the Summer League Championship. So I hope you will join me for that. Until then, my name is Matt George. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.